fellow pediatric junkies, and welcome back to yet another episode of the SNAP Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Lasky-McFarlane, and today we're sitting down to talk Neonatology Physical Therapy Fellowships with Dr. Jane Sweeney, Professor and Neonatology Fellowship Program Director at Rocky Mountain University of Health Professions. Dr. Sweeney was in the first group of four in the United States to become board-certified in pediatric physical therapy and is the founder of the Neonatology Special Interest Group of the APTA Academy of Pediatric Physical Therapy. Now, Dr. Sweeney is director and practitioner on the neonatal physical therapy team in Tacoma, Washington, with the Franciscan Health System. Her neonatal research has focused on physiological and behavioral tolerance of neurological assessment procedures in preterm and full-term neonates, and on neonatal hydrotherapy. Without further ado, we bring you Dr. Jane Sweeney. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Sweeney. I was hoping that you could start by telling us a little bit about your career journey and maybe how you ended up in the NICU. Thank you. I'm really pleased to be here and appreciate the opportunity to uh, participate. Well, my career journey uh, is unique, I'd say. I started my career um, by, of course, going to PT school. It was in the Army Medical Department that I did my PT training. Then I had an opportunity to um, work in Europe, in Belgium, and uh, at a NATO hospital. While I was there, I was familiar with Bobaths, Berta and Carl Bobat, who developed the neurodevelopmental treatment approach, and they um, had trainings for physical therapists there in London, which was really just an hour flight away. And I was able to get in on a um, cancellation to one of their um, 12-week programs. It was a combination of the pediatrics and also the adult hemiplegia NDT. Well, I had very little pediatric experience coming from my training uh, in the Army. I knew a lot about taking care of soldiers with orthopedic and neurologic problems and burns, but not very, and, and just really very little about children. And I knew it was really my greatest area of deficit in my career. And I, I was comfortable with that. And I thought, well, this is an opportunity for me to take advantage of being in Europe. And, and, and uh, so I got on that waiting list. And then here was this opportunity. So after I finished my two years in Belgium, I went to London and took that course. And it was transforming. While there, Mrs. Bobath kept saying, you know, the earlier, the better, that the outcomes are going to be better for children and better for the parents. The earlier you can get started, you know, the better the outcomes will be, the path for the child will be different and their relationship with the parents can be different if we can help them uh, earlier. So with that in mind, I went to my next job, which happened to be in Denver, at an army hospital in, Gen- in Denver. And it was there that I thought, well, I'm going to see, you know, it had, they had a neonatal intensive care unit. I'm going to see what, what, I, what will be possible there. So I went up there and they welcomed me. Uh, it was unbelievably encouraging. And while I still didn't think I knew very much about pediatrics, 
they were wanting to show me what was there, what babies were there and what needs they thought the babies would benefit developmentally. And some of them had some musculoskeletal issues. Um, they had some equipment issues and so forth. So this was in the 1970s, you know, many, many years ago. And they had babies that were staying alive on ventilators now because they now had some ventilators that were made for babies, not just for adults. So then the babies that were living longer because, um, well, I don't know about longer, but they were surviving. Um, and uh, it just gave us a different population to be able to help with um, their caregiving in the early days of their lives. So that's how it began out of my greatest area of weakness. And then with very um, engaging neonatal uh, nurses who, who mentored me uh, and the neonatologists who were also training, you know, they were fellows in neonatology. And so they were interested in, in teamwork. And so I was, the timing for me was outstanding. And, and, but really, you know, there were no textbooks on neonatal physical therapy. There were no, there were a few articles, but mostly it was in the nursing and, and medical literature that I, and of course, these wonderful mentors who spent time with me. And that was my beginning. That's pretty amazing to hear that you took what you thought was your weakest and, and just learned and let it, let it grow into this now lifelong career of yours. Um, and really amazing too, to hear that the NICU received you with such open arms. I know that we're in a climate now where um, a lot of times at, at smaller hospitals, we're just building rapport to get into the NICUs and demonstrate the, the benefit of therapy. So I, I love love to hear of the innovation at the very beginning of the neonatal intensive care unit and supporting infants on ventilators and, and how we've been there from the beginning in certain ways too, that that's pretty fantastic. Um, how do you think that therapist involvement in the NICU has evolved over the years, you know, from the, from your first entry into the neonatal intensive care unit back in that first Colorado hospital to, to now? Well, it, it's been in some ways a very rapid evolution and in other ways, sort of like um, not so fast in certain areas. But uh, so that was in the 1970s, in the early 1970s, 1972 is when I started. So then, um, uh, it, you know, we didn't really even have our own pediatric specialty section uh, until 19, recognized until 1973. Before that, we were all generalist physical therapists. And, uh, and we knew that that wasn't really fitting. It wasn't the fit for what we were doing. Uh, and that pediatrics was a separate part of, of, of healthcare. And, that, and so in 1973, the pediatric section was, um, was first recognized. But it took us until 2006 then to developed the neonatology special interest group. And I was, um, you know, very pleased to be able to help move that along and uh, was the founding chair of the neonatology special interest group. So think of that, that was really a long time, right? From 1973, our, our specialty section 
uh, until 2006, our special interest group in neonatology. And then in 2010, though, we, were, we did practice surveys and the pediatric physical therapists then uh, in the United States who participated in our practice surveys identified the care of the newborn infant and family as being advanced practice as really a subspecialty area. And then in 2010, then it was recognized by the American Board of Physical Therapy Residency and Fellowship Education as a specialty area. Once that happened, then the residents, then the fellowship could occur. And, and our fellowship then at Rocky Mountain University was the first um, accredited fellowship in 2012, you know, followed the next year by Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and then a couple more years later by Nationwide Children's in Columbus, Ohio. And we are the three accredited programs currently, but there is one in development very close to accreditation at the University of, of North Carolina. And, and I expect them to be accredited sometime this year. So that's okay, so that makes four. Yeah, I was just going to say, so that makes four fellowship programs, which, which three are totally accredited and recognized and one in development. So what are some of the more important program requirements that are universal across these different programs? Tell me a little more about what you mean by program requirements. So for residency, we know that um, there's a little bit of variation in applying to residency programs. Some allow pediatric residency programs. Some allow you to apply as a new graduate and others, um, you need some years of experience, but the basic universal requirement is that you're um, a licensed clinician. So I was wondering if um, there's just any universal requirements across the fellowship programs to apply to be a fellow. Yes, well, we, we started off with the concept that the neonatology fellow applicant should have some experience in pediatrics. And we you know, we thought, well, some of us thought two, three years, two years, five years, you know, it varied a little bit. Um, and that we were interested in them, um, not only having a passion for working with infants uh, and families, but also to have had a little exposure to you to hospital-based practice sort of recently or early intervention so that that would give them a good background really um, for then adding the advanced practice um, of neonatology. And, and so we had quite a wide range of applicants, you know, in the early days, but now that's changed. We are working with a different structure, which is that there are only two ways to enter a neonatology fellowship. One pathway is to be a residency graduate and then uh, another pathway is to have board certification as a pediatric certified specialist. And so those are the only two pathways right now. We, we're, we, the fellowship directors, you know, are concerned about that. And we, well, we support certainly the, the general pathway of residency, the fellowship. Uh, we feel like it's too restrictive, but um, for now, this is what, how it's working. 
Um, and so for the student and new professional audience, you know, we are really wanting to have you learn about uh, fellowship education and to be thinking about it, you know, in the future for it, because it takes a little bit of planning ahead. You could come um, straight out of a residency into the fellowship. And a number of us have now made that, you know, have had the experience of having our fellows come straight out of the residency. Or you may want to get some experience first uh, in pediatrics and then build on it by doing uh, a fellowship in advanced practice. And the reason I say the, it takes some planning is that it requires moving basically for the clinical phase um, and for Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, Nationwide Children's and, uh, and North Carolina, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. It's a year, a minimum of a year to move there and to work there. For our Rocky Mountain University um, Health Professions Program, we have partnered with two pediatric hospitals, Seattle Children's and Cincinnati Children's. And our model is different. It's um, the clinical phase is a six month um, clinical phase to get in the minimum requirement of the clinical hours. Um, and it's that piece that would require full time at either Cincinnati or Seattle. But then Rocky Mountain University online um, academic courses are the semester before the clinical phase of six months and then after the six months. So those before and after academic phases, of course, are done not, not there, you know, not in, this, in the cities where the hospitals are. So it doesn't require moving more than the six month period. So that's, that is somewhat of a, uh, a model difference, but it, no matter which model works the best, and, you know, it takes planning with that. And, uh, and so I think also though, for those of you who are students in your, uh, one of your uh, clinical affiliations, uh, perhaps you'll have an opportunity to be mentored a little bit with, an, with a very rich, observational experience in an NICU and observational or maybe even with, with some handling in an NICU follow-up clinic. And so if this interests you as a, a PT student, then I think you, know, you should go for it and see what you can carve out. We do not find it acceptable for PT students though to handle babies in the NICU as part of their clinical, but in, instead to have a rich observational experience and still um, have a wonderful um, learning opportunity there. But because of the medical legal risk, because of the fragility of the infants and the complexity of the families and the uh, newborn team, we don't find it to be ethical really for student physical therapists to do the handling. But not to worry about that. If you're interested, you can still get a lot of the competencies, uh, watch, watch uh, how the nurses do it, and also in a hospital environment, be able to work with, with infants who are slightly older, but still needing hospital care with tubes and lines and, and so forth that could be handled. 
Yeah, you had mentioned also a little bit about a NICU follow-up clinic for um, those in the audience who might not know the different settings that might be part of neonatology. Can you tell us a little bit about a neonatology follow-up clinic um, and maybe how that ties into the fellowship, but also maybe getting some exposure to these infants post their um, intensive care unit stays? Thank you for that. Uh, The NICU follow-up clinic this is where we learn the, the most about how the babies really are turning out and how, what, what their parents are, how they are doing, you know, after they are back home then with the baby. And so the lessons uh, for us to learn is what their current concerns are, how the babies are doing. This is how we learn about how the trajectory of the baby's care how, how, what we did with them, gosh, maybe we should have tried to do a little bit different positioning. And then the parents can tell us how, how life is going for them with the baby at home, what things they wish they'd learned earlier. So these are the lessons, uh, the time for the lessons to really evaluate our NICU services, and yet then to add other pieces uh, to help, help them. Now, in a fellowship, not only is that clinic important, but you'll, you'll notice that these fellowships are in large hospitals, most of them pediatric hospitals, where there are many, many other specialty clinics. So perhaps the NICU graduates and their families, they could be coming to the cranial facial clinic. They could be coming to the pulmonary clinic or to the, the GI, gastroenterology clinic. They could be coming to the cardiac or or even some babies who didn't have to stay in the NICU but have brachial plexus injuries. You know, there's the brachial plexus injury clinic. So the fellows really do spend time seeing the role of the physical therapist in all those clinics and maybe even running into some of the graduates. Yeah, I think that's so important to understand the continuum of care across a child's lifespan. And when we're talking about babies who graduate from the NICU, they're going to get a lot of care right at the beginning of their lives for an extended period of time, usually. And, you know, I got the opportunity to do residency and got to see kiddos in early intervention, then go to the school, and then also in parallel, see care and outpatient. And I thought that that was such an important part of propelling my understanding of the role of the physical therapist for these kids. So I can definitely see how that is monumentally important for those who, who want to get into the neonatal intensive care unit and specialize their practice in that way and how fellowship can jump that forward for sure. So I think it's good preparation before going into the NICU for that training. And then it's essential after getting the training to continue on with the follow-up clinics. Not always possible, depending on the job, but it's a a gap in learning if we don't do that uh, as as neonatal physical therapists um, to um, evaluate our practice. Yeah. And there's so many students and new graduates who are asking, how do I get to be a practitioner in the NICU. And I think looking at opportunities, if you're a pediatric therapist in the acute care setting, but getting into these different follow-up clinics are a huge way to expand your practice to a younger age and not just the um, 
the more stable infants in the acute care. So I think that that's really important. And thank you for touching on those different clinics. It's not something that's always talked about when we talk about uh, neonatal intensive care unit. Mm -hmm. What do you find to be some of the most valuable topics from fellowship programs that help to improve care in the NICU setting? Well, the fellowship program really is based on the clinical competencies. And we currently have 71 clinical competencies in the practice guidelines. And those uh, guide really the training. Uh, And while in the fellowship, in addition to the the competency-based education and training, you know, there are all kinds of amazing other learning experiences there that are going on and as part of the week. And that those th- are things like grand rounds, seminars, uh, continuing education courses that just happen to be on at, this, at the same time that the fellow gets to uh, go to. The week for each fellow is then clinical care with instructional pieces, with lectures from some of the mentors, and, uh, and so on. So it's a blend um, of academic, um, instructional, and competency training. And it's that mentorship that is really the piece that is very hard to duplicate otherwise, because you, know, you, can, you can be oriented uh, to a new job, but the mentoring uh, in an orientation usually just lasts what, a couple of days or maybe a couple of weeks if you're lucky. But here, you know, it is a year long in some of the, the clinical phase. But to have the one-on-one shoulder to shoulder with your mentor for that period of time, that is really the golden part of fellowship training that really can't be duplicated elsewhere. So if you really want to learn neonatal practice, and you know, then this is really, why would you deprive yourself really of this opportunity if you could plan for it and, and build it into your um, career path? And it may take uh, one to three years to figure out how to build it in, or maybe you, know, you can think about it right, right there in a residency and go from residency to fellowship. That's what physicians do, you know, they plan Uh, they kind of have that as a plan early on. And so I'd say as student physical therapists, if this interests you, that you think about the pathway of being a pediatric PT first through the residency and then subspecializing in advanced practice with the care of the neonate and family. I think you make such a good point of thinking about neonatology as a specialty because we know that it is. And as students and new professionals, we should be thinking that as well. So taking the time to plan out our education and our mentoring to head us in that direction is such an important part of the journey. So thank you so much for detailing um, that that journey for us and how how to get there and and what a fellowship does for that mentoring um, to allow us to improve our practice and become competent, but also excel in, in, neonate, in the care of the neonate and their family. We talked a lot about the differences between residency and fellowship already, but can you just speak a little bit about 
fellowship mentoring. Who makes up the fellowship mentors? Is it just physical therapists? Um, is it different depending on programs you go to? And how is that shaped maybe a little bit differently than residency mentoring? The mentors need to have a minimum of two years experience in neonatology, working in an ICU. And uh, there's, you know, mentor training on an annual basis that all go through, all of us go through. But really, you know, in practice, uh, so most of the time, the mentors are physical therapists, neonatal physical therapists. But but practicing in an ICU includes many professionals, really. Um, I told you I was mentored by uh, nurses, and, and nurses make wonderful mentors. As, as do occupational therapists and speech therapists who might happen to be working in, the, in a neonatal intensive care unit environment. And so I'm, uh, it's not unusual for a fellowship to really have mentors in other disciplines. And then that represents really the care uh, practice you know, that, that we are functioning with anyway. But, do, but some of them do take a leadership role by being official mentors uh, in the fellowship programs. For example, um, ours, both in, at Seattle Children's and Cincinnati Children's, occupational therapists are mentors uh, for the fellows in both those programs, as well as physical therapists. Thank you so much for detailing some of the mentoring that does happen and, and who's a part of that. I think that's so important to understand who's a part of these the neonates care in, in the NICU and then in the follow-up clinics. and how you have to have that perspective from those different mentors from your programs to really understand the NICU altogether. I would say too, that while I haven't ever really had an official mentor, that the social worker plays such an important role on the team and and we learn so much from hearing their perspectives in rounds, for example, and also in care conferences, the perinatal neonatal social worker really does help, help them and helps the team in understanding and supporting them, you know, as they're learning to be parents in this unusual, complex environment of the NICU. Yeah, what a wonderful perspective to understand and, and know is out there and, and know to seek out as well, too. What do you find to be maybe one of the most valuable takeaways for those who've completed fellowship programs who may have come from some NICU training or none at all, or maybe sought it out because they saw it as an opportunity? What what are some of those valuable takeaways for those who have completed fellowship programs? Well, I, I there are a number. Certainly being mentored, you know, good mentoring, receiving, being a recipient of good mentoring is really quite transforming. It changes it, and then it's then you can pay it forward because you know what it's like. Uh, you know what good parts should be repeated uh, and, and what parts you could add. Um, so I think having been mentored well means that you will, you will be a good mentor. So mentoring. And then the piece of being and an advanced practitioner and being able to now to teach, we're teaching families, we're, we're teaching um, the team, the neonatal team members, and we're teaching other professionals, we're teaching PT students. Teaching is part of leadership. 
so I think one of the bigger things is the really the transformation into being a leader by being a teacher, clinical teacher, uh, and also um, a, a researcher. Each of the fellowships have a capstone project, which is um, uh, geared to be a contribution to the field of neonatal physical therapy. We have coursework uh, for the fellow to learn about case series designs, case series methodology, and sharing it uh, in a poster, you know, write how to write an abstract of the project and sharing it uh, on a poster and having the presenting the poster at combined sections meeting and at the um, Academy for Pediatric Physical Therapy annual meeting. And the other fellowships are doing the same. So we are wanting through this then to be advancing the science in pediatric physical therapy. Some of the fellows will go on. They'll find that they get, they're very interested now in how to do clinical research. And then they are, some of them are going to be going on into advanced doctoral study and to be able to then uh, have dissertation research, answer some of the clinical questions uh, beyond the case series that we are using for the fellowship. Yeah, that research is so important, right? We're focused so heavily to be evidence-based practitioners, and we look at the evidence that we have for pediatrics in general, and we know that we need to grow it. So to have a program that specifically focuses on growing our, our evidence base is fantastic. I also really, really like the way you talked about teaching too. You know, we think about teaching parents uh, and families as just part of what we do as therapists, I think. And to think about it as something you can get better at, but be mentored at, I think is something that I hadn't thought about before. And I think is definitely something that is a valuable part of fellowship. Yes, I, do. I agree with that. And that small teaching opportunities, you know, should never be missed because they, by teaching, the, learn, it, the person who is teaching learns more. And then by practicing, then the performance anxiety of teaching gets a little better. Um, most of us have that, have learned to work with it somehow. And the practice, you know, helps to move through that. I agree. So as, as we look to wrap up and we look at the wonderful conversation that we've had to learn about fellowship opportunities in the neonatal intensive care unit, what advice might you have for those seeking neonatology fellowship opportunities? Do you have any thoughts on things that maybe fellowship candidates should consider as they, as they research if fellowship is the opportunity for them? I would just say in general that fellowship education is an incredibly transforming professional development experience. And if working with neonates and with infants is really your interest and your passion, then you know, start planning now and don't deprive yourself of this you know, incredible opportunity. This is an opportunity that I would have given anything for in 1972, when I started my practice in the neonatal intensive care unit, you know, it wasn't available. Uh, and uh, so now it is. Find the best match for you, geographic uh, match, maybe the, the length of the clinical phase um, is a match. 
Um, but don't deprive yourself of this amazing professional development opportunity and get ready for the transformation. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and thank you for all of the wisdom that you shared about the neonatology fellowship programs, how, how to think about integrating a fellowship program into your career path and also the, the richness that it can, that it can bring to your practice. So thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Sweeney. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. And that's a wrap folks. While there are only four neonatology fellowship programs in the country, there's so much to learn about being a physical therapist in the NICU and how a neonatology fellowship can prepare you to care for our tiniest patients. From mentorship to research contribution, a fellowship dives fellows into all aspects of care important to caring for the neonate. Make sure to check out the show notes for useful references relating to fellowship. And if you've got any questions about anything you heard on the podcast, please reach out to us. We'll be sure to answer your questions or direct you to someone who can. If you found this podcast helpful, don't forget to show us a little bit of love by following the podcast, sharing it with a friend, or posting it on social media. See you next time, and as always, thanks for listening. Thank you.